All right, what's up, everybody? This is the Kick Ass Podcast. I'm Jacob Rivera alongside David Chavez, and we got Team Bad Burritos in the house. Um, they entered this year with promotion. Um, when they won Best Cinematography and what else do you win? Best Supporting Actor. Best Supporting Actor. And Best Production Design. Best Production, Best production Design. All right, so we're here today. We're going to talk about some movies, talk about their movie. Well, what's going on these days? You guys just go ahead and introduce yourself for starters and what you guys, what your role was on your team and the film uh, promotion. Let's, uh, let's start with Chris over here. Uh, my name is uh, Chris Dewey. I uh, moved to Pueblo about a year ago. Yeah, get closer. And, uh, Put your mouth right next to it. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I was uh, an actor uh, in, the, uh, in the film and helped with the production a little bit. Um, so yeah, I'm Brooks Forsyth, and I uh, was the cinematographer on this whole project. So uh, Ryan Dahl, I was the director and the writer for this script. Chavez, who were you? Ryan's mentor. <laughs> <laughs> I did show up out of nowhere for a moment. <laughs> yeah. So what's been going? What's been going on? How, first of all, what'd you guys think about uh, this year compared to last? And you know. As far as the competition goes, creating your film this year versus last year, tell us about it. So uh, this year was definitely a step up for, I want to say, everyone from last year. All of our, uh, Chris and I were on the same team, and then Brooks and his team, we all kind of got together, and I think we stepped it up. We took it more seriously, I think, than we had um, last year, and we all uh, put our heads together and, and came up with, I think, a, a pretty good film, 12 nominations and three wins, so that was a very proud day. No and, big deal. Uh, yeah, not, not a big thing, you know, <laughs> 12, 12 out of 15. <clears throat> and what, how was that, like, compared to last year, that there's uh, Cassandra, that if you want to go scene. grab her. Yeah go, yeah. yeah, go grab her. We have a latecomer. It's all good. We're... We're the Hot Mess Express podcast. <laughs> uh, so anyway, last year, uh, what was your film last year? First first ever time, right? Last year? It was uh, called Abattoir. Abattoir. Hey, when she walks in, pretend we're over with the podcast. Oh, yeah, well, oh, uh, she comes. just ended. Dude, All right, guys, that was awesome. All right. Great podcast, guys. So great, was, great. that was a wrap from us on Kick Ass Film Fest. That was, that was Thank, a lot, uh, a lot of fun. Seriously, now you come when we're finishing. <laughs> you guys started without me. Yeah, we could. We told you five o'clock. I'm joking. <laughs> we just started. We're rolling actually yeah. right now. So go ahead and jump on in. <laughs> she's looking. She's well, looking for you. Clarissa's is looking for you. <laughs> How are we gonna do her mic? Oh yeah, right. Oh. Is that filming? Yeah, it's filming. We're gonna. Be, that'll be in the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody, Cassandra Crimmins. What did you call? Her? What did you write her name on the thing? I accidentally called her Crimson. <laughs> How is she gonna talk? You need a microphone. Yeah. Sharing. Let her keep looking, Ryan. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. Where's the? This has never happened before on this podcast. All right, we'll keep going. <laughs> Brooks, tell us about your experience. Yeah. This time or last time? Compared. Comparatively. Um, well, you could throw that pillow. Better idea of what the hell I was doing this time. So we need. This is why we need road clips. <laughs> what are you doing? I think this road is the clips. We've got one. This is the best example. Yeah, we got one camera rolling. So. What filming was like? Because the podcast that's going on right now is a lot like what the production of the Kick-Ass Film Festival is like. Yeah. Is you have people that have to come and go, and nobody's on time, and nobody knows what's going on, so you just have to sort of roll the dice and, and go with it. I, that's one of the things that makes... Well, I can't talk for this podcast, which is obviously a train wreck, but <laughs> the, the, the Kick-Ass Film Festival is, is uh, it's a good experience to like have stuff like this that does go wrong, and then you just have to adapt and roll with it and make it work. Yep. I agree. So let's talk about some of that. What, what was some of the challenges and things that you had to 
roll with and make it work? Where were the there's always something that goes wrong on these things. What was the big one that stands out? The uh, the idea process. <laughs> it was about a 14-hour coming up with what we were going to start writing uh, process. So that was, that was an interesting one. <laughs> I remember being like, kind of down with whatever. And I was like, you know what, guys? I've been thinking about this a lot. I'm going to take a nap. And I was like, by the time I wake up, they're going to be done. And I woke up, and I was like, all right, guys, what's the plan? And they are like, don't know. And I was like, all right, cool. <laughs> it, it ended up being a coupling of like the two or three biggest ideas that we kind of came back to a few times and then we were like well let's um we can do this part of this part and then put it together and i think we can do it and then everyone kind of contributed ideas from there and then it was like midnight and everyone's like i'm gonna go to sleep now so well let's talk, let's talk about the idea process and the concept for those who haven't seen it yet what where did the concept come from and, and you tell, tell the audience about it because <laughs> I thought it was a really like like interesting uh, and it actually took me a few times I'm a little slow you know it took me a few times where I was like oh promotion the queen the king okay it's like, like watching a Christopher Nolan movie you gotta rewatch it a few times yeah. you know no big thing Jacob's but. lucky that they just pay him to sit and look pretty yeah think. yeah <laughs> but um the original idea thanks to Chris was uh it was just gonna be a huge dick joke the entire thing like detective really? uh I, you had a lot of them you were rolling but it was like detective dick and or Richard and it was Oh yeah, it was gonna be like a like a naked gun one seven minute long phallus joke, where all the <laughs> actors were gonna be completely deadpan, you know, yelling about penal codes and all this other stuff. We were just gonna try to cram as many double entendres and make it like the the, the most straight film noir with the funniest dialogue. And then, like about four and a half hours after talking about that, we said, do we actually really want to do this? And I think like the universal no that everybody said at the same time. So it was like scrap it and back to the drawing board. But yeah, it was it was originally going to be a seven minute long dick joke. Brooks would love that. Yeah. <laughs> what what was what would that been like? Like, do you know any one liners from the original script or uh, any penis jokes? What's your podcast rated. <laughs> oh, uh, we R, curse. Yeah, that's all good. We have the most f words dropped in. Cassandra, Wake I think, broke podcast record history. last year. Fuck, 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 fuck. So. She's gonna... So she just set the bar. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, when, uh, when, when somebody just, uh, you know, starts talking about penal codes and you have some sort of very phallic uh, thing in the background, all of the maps, like the map was <laughs> oh, yeah. like, as they started drawing the map, it was going to turn out to be like, you know, a graffiti deck. Like, <laughs> like different... Uh, cultural euphemisms for different uh, words for penis and all the different characters were going to be named like Schlongmeyer and all these different <laughs> like, I was at work for all of this bullshit <laughs> <laughs> he showed up uh, like midnight that night with a bottle a couple of bottles and his, his rig and everything it was like alright cool where are we at here I'm going to set the camera up you guys do whatever you guys are doing <laughs> I don't want any part of that that's good but yeah fortunately uh Maybe unfortunately, you know. Yeah, you never know. But that idea it could have been the there. best ever penis joke film noir of all time. It really could have been, but you know. But we ended up with promotion, which was a pretty badass film that won a lot of awards and nominations. So again, where where did this come from? You guys have the chess boards and a lot of characters, a lot of different personalities in the film. Where did it all come from? So uh, basically, I think the original, one of the many original ideas that stuck out, I think, especially to me personally, at least, um, was like the idea of like a chessboard. And uh, because I knew that if we were going to film here, we had the... uh, Sorry, I'm moving. It's all right. (laughs) Go for it. So we had the, we knew we could film in the kitchen upstairs here, which we ended up only using, maybe we did actually use it for a shot, but I was thinking we open up on a chessboard and like, like exactly the shot we opened up with actually. And then we end it with somebody laid out on the same, on the floor upstairs on a chessboard that like mirrors the other one perfectly. And then we ended up not ending it the same way, but with the same opening shot. And the idea of it being like there's kind of each character represented a different chess piece where we had, you know, as, as it goes, there's like the pawn and I and everything as it goes through. And then there's the idea of a promotion with which Chris brought up early on, which was the fact that the pawn can become a queen. And the idea was that the pawn in the movie ends up um, becoming the queen at the end and then, you know, winning. So we ended up going with that. Plus, because Cassandra should have died. 
It's, I think the first why, thing why you should. Did you kill everybody? She does kill everybody, bro. We're gonna keep it like that. She's like that one actress that murders everyone. death because she's gotten away with killing everybody. Yeah. She's been in like half a year. Still, I'm saying not that's your movie. damn fault. Well, she did have the scream, the scream murder. She died. That was pretty cool. So I've got a. Yeah, I I'm the only person to ever murder Cassandra. Actually. Oh yeah, that's true. Yeah. That's did you murder? We killed Cassandra. <laughs> so so yeah. yeah, yeah, Chris. I personally did. killed so Cassandra. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. yeah. It's kind of a loop. Everyone's kind of killed everyone except Nick. He never gets to kill anyone. He just dies yeah, most of the killed. time. Have I ever Nick killed you. Nick I, killed fucking you. For context, for context, for everyone watching that doesn't know, we've made a lot of movies together. <laughs> oh, We're haunting you right now. Yeah, but um, anyway, so so what was what was the thing that led you onto it? That was it the floor in the kitchen. So you guys were kind of planning a, a concept around the shots, a glamorous shot on the on the kitchen room floor upstairs because it's black and white. Yeah, and then uh, and obviously the first thing when we were told film noir, it was like, okay, it's going to be black and white. I know you can make one that's not, but just do it. You know, editing, like, why not? I know. Yeah, <laughs> With the red, though, which Brooks was yeah, really cool. We'll that, was, that. that was a good idea that, to have the red stick out while everything else was black and white, which turned out to be kind of a little harder to, well, to the, shoot than I expected. The symbolism of red, right, because red was the symbolic of the power. So if you watch it again, you know, a second time, knowing what the thing's going to happen, you'll notice that the drinks that she's serving that are poisoned are like red. Yeah. And then when her red lips, it's like the whole transition is complete and all of the other, the old red guard is gone and she's now... Yeah. And everyone, she's the only one that didn't have red and I wanted it to... Is my head getting cut off? Is my head getting cut off on the... I don't know. Oh, well. You saw the white shot, so I figured... Yeah, the, like, can I sit up or no? Oh, nice. Sorry, viewers. Anyway, back into it. But uh, yeah, like what Chris was saying too. Like the uh, my the goal was like to show everybody the emphasis on red. Everybody had red, who was clearly like a villain, except for uh, Cassandra behind the bar had no red. And I was trying to emphasize how like plain colored it was mm. compared to everyone else. And then at the end, she goes and puts the red on, and then wow. she everyone's already dead. So. Fucking genius. I didn't notice that. That was that was a Brooks special. That's great. <laughs> Brooks special. <laughs> well, I remember that day you were like looking at stuff. Like I kind of want to do something like this because you didn't even know what film noir was, huh? <laughs> so in your research, you saw something that had like the no, colors like that. Well, it was the second that I realized what it was. I was like, oh shit, Sin City. Oh yeah, yeah. I was like, I wonder if I can figure out how to do that. And so, like he said, when I came in that night, I was just like. I'm gonna let them argue and figure out how to fix this script and I'm gonna see if I can do this color grade before we even like write a script around it so I spent the night testing different shots just at his house <laughs> while he's sitting there writing just trying to see if I can nail the color grade down and by the time Chavez showed up the next morning to check on us I had just nailed it and I was like the uh, also with that though it was really funny because I was trying to write and well I was writing and Brooks was falling asleep on the couch there af after a while and I could hear him listen, watching old film noirs which was like you could hear you know the the very the different audio tones mm. that they have in that and I could just hear the well I never would have done that and just all these little conversations the whole night and eventually I like turned the screen around so I could watch it while I was writing because <laughs> very inspiring <laughs> yeah and actually uh, speaking of the film noir. You guys were probably pretty pumped because I, I know you're you're into film noir and last year you guys did your film in black and white, right? So that was just a happy coincidence. Uh, I, I like working in black and white a lot. Yeah. Because uh, it's just a lot simpler. And I find in black and white it's a lot easier to play with light. Yeah, for sure. And I think you guys did the lighting. You guys did a bang-up job on the lighting, for sure. That was David and Brooks. I mean, they. I was like, how could... And by the time I finished thinking, they had moved the lights 10 different ways and tried it, and they're like, all right, we're doing this. I was like, hell yeah, man. <laughs> that was awesome. But we did a few different lighting for some of them, but it was always, like, it was quick, and that was what was so nice, is we got to try a few things, but it was, like, moving, moving, which... Because it took us, you know, a good chunk of the way in to start filming, so... <laughs> and, and how about... Um, you guys had like how many locations because it seemed like you're all in wake up the whole time but you're not you move around up to the motorcycle shot yeah we only had two only two well we had the alley and we had oh. the uh, oh yeah alley so we had neon alley which we can't 
make something in Pueblo and not use the Neon Alley. It's like the best location. And then the building, and then we did a little pickup work with the with the bike out on the road the next day. Yeah, and you guys used the roof, right? Yep. What everybody yeah. thinks is an alley it's shot an alley. is actually the roof. Here at Waco. <laughs> I, I can do it myself, so I'm not. Um, but yeah, it's actually the roof at Waco. And we were shooting, like, towards the train. Well, yeah, you guys got that sweet like train shot. Which yeah, doesn't come around just, often. That was just like a complete and total fluke. We happened to go up there at just the right time. And um, when, what was his name? AJ. AJ. AJ was just kind of walking around, and I was like, bro, there's a train coming. Like, run to the other side of the building and just stand there for me for a minute. And we wound up nailing it. It worked pretty good. So I got a question for you actors. What's it like meeting new actors all the time and having to go into random meetings to, like, work on projects? learn about people very fast and who you work with well and who you don't, I guess. But I think for the most part... Um, Do you have nerves beforehand? Kind of, yeah. It's kind of because you don't know how someone's going to be. You don't... Something's going on to my past. I'm so sorry. That was me. <laughs> no, you're okay. Um, but you don't know, like, who... Oh, yeah. You just don't know people's work ethics and then how they are as people. Um, their personalities, who you work well with, who you don't. So it's kind of like, either like, all right, we're going to have a really great team this time. We're going to work really well. We can go long hours. Or it's going to be like, we're going to have to take lots of breaks. We're going to have to need to get away from each other. We're going to have to, it's just kind of when you go into it, you don't know how it's going to be, which it's kind of good. and It's kind of bad at the same time because you're just kind of thrown into it, kind of forced to like it either way. So, yeah. What about you, Chris? Uh, Hey, real quick. One of the big differences between like a. 72 hours. Real, real quick, we're, we're going we're gonna to cut real quick. We're going to cut real quick and reset the microphones. Kind of. All right, does it sound good on the headphones? Just talk down to the top of it, Chris. Yes. <laughs> you, can, you can move it up, though, okay. so yeah. where it's more mouth level. All right. Uh, I'm just so trying to make sure the, the top gets it. It's one of the big differences between, like, a film project like this and a regular project is like on a regular project you would meet and know all of these people beforehand so the conflicts and the challenges that you would have about how to deliver lines would all be worked out in rehearsal which you don't have so on a, a project like this you're going to have a little bit more conflict which is not always a bad thing if you are prepared for it but it can be a bad thing if you're not prepared for it. I know there was a few tense moments uh, that, that we had, but everybody was just so cool about it that uh, once the, the tension passed, everybody just moved along and, and got the job done. And that's not just special, that's kind of rare. Because tell tell me about that tension. Before. Well, uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Just I mean, we all experience it. It's, yeah. it's you know. Yeah. I it's wanted to kill Jacob with my bare hands. And Chris, oh, yeah, kill me. Yeah, we're sleeping Worst in a goddamn couch. That's why I did it twice. Yeah, well, you guys go to the woods. Yeah. <laughs> you you'll have differences of, of creative opinions, which are always inherently good on any project, like because both of the sides always have something very valid to bring to the conversation, and then when you start working on zero sleep and trying to crowbar in a line like you shut your cock holster, not everybody thinks that the line should be in the film, and, and you can have spirited and passionate disagreements about it, but the good thing about our team and what we had was that I don't think anybody lost the, the, the respect and professionalism. So people could speak up, but you didn't have people running off and you know whining and crying or anything like that, and that's a good thing. Yeah, for sure, I think, I think we all have experienced problems on set whether it be with cast or crew um, or Jacob falling asleep and refusing to go with us when we need to go that's just absolutely ridiculous but anyway <laughs> uh, problem is a strong word I think challenge Yeah, they're all challenges and I think that all of the challenges that came up everybody met them exceptionally yeah. well everybody was pretty good about like instead of just Com being combative about somebody not liking the idea, they're just like, all right, well, okay, what's wrong with it? And how how do we fix it? Well, I mean, I think at the end of the day too, it's like once you agree to do something, it's like the director should be and the writer should be the ones that kind of finalize everything. 
yeah, you can give your input, but they're the head of the team. So it's like yeah. you got to have to stay behind them and follow them. Yeah, it, it's his, it was only his second time, though. He's figuring that out. He didn't want to make anybody mad. Technically the first time. But I do... Foot down, boy. There was a point, actually, when the sun was going down, and we were trying to film some things outside that everyone... I could I could literally feel everyone's angst. Like, okay, my lines are good. Like, we're going to do this. We're going to do... And I remember just thinking, like, just wait. And it was like... I had, <laughs> I had said it a few times. Like, I had mentioned it, but everyone's doing different things, and people getting ready. Like, it's easy to be like, all right, can we start filming now? And it was kind of funny, because it wasn't like I was going out of my way to do it, but I was like, no, just just wait a minute. And I could feel it, but I was like, I'm not going to start. We, we literally had to wait for the light anyway. But actually, after that, Chris ordered us all pizza, and we all everyone calmed down, and then we heard, just <laughs> we started filming after that. That's usually what happens. <laughs> yeah. Pizza save the day. Food, food, food and weed and... It was just getting like some test shots out of the way because that first opening shot he was talking about it wasn't even supposed to be part of the film we were going to redo it we were just downstairs testing lighting and it wound up being so good we were just like all right well this is what we're doing so how long was the actual like actual film time like how long were you filming um how much footage hours 14 hours probably it was all night long we started at like seven and we didn't finish until Shit, we took, well, we didn't lay down to take a nap. It was late outside. Yeah, we laid down on that snooze flip out there at like 9 o'clock. Yeah, we uh, we put on Boba Fett and conked out and then yeah, woke yeah. up. And I was like, yeah, but no one else is sleeping on a snooze mattress right now. That was pretty nice. But, um, and yeah, then, yeah, we, we had it all reclined up and misogynist. <laughs> and, uh, and the next morning, the only thing we had left to film that we needed daylight for was Chris's motorcycle shot, which we were going to try and get the night before, but it needed to charge overnight. So uh, we ended up filming that first thing in the morning. It didn't and, hurt because uh, we needed that for a daylight shot anyways. That's true, yeah. So that was the only thing we filmed the next day, and then we started editing. And I guess the opening the door, like a few really yeah. quick shots. It was all like doing crank that. off the blade of a knife. That yeah. was that yeah. was the next morning too. <laughs> yeah, first thing in the morning. You know the things you do after you've been up all night. <laughs> I had a few speedballs, but no one took me up on my <laughs> By the way, and by the way, that motorcycle shot was pretty freaking sweet. Well, how was that? How was that done? Um, that was me hanging out the back of his little Rav Four car, or whatever that thing is. And him almost dumping me on the pavement. Like, it was terrifying. He seriously almost killed me twice. No harness. No oh, harness. Shit, I was just hanging out the back, like, one hand on the back, the other hand holding the gimbal all the way out of the car. And I'm like, all right, Ryan, I need you to, like, give it some gas and, like, catch up to him. What's he do? Boom. I'm like, oh, no, here I go. Is that giving you gas? <laughs> <laughs> he, like, laid it on, and just, all of a sudden I'm basically hanging out of the car. From my, like, point of view, I, I saw Brooks, and then I did that, and I was like, that didn't feel right. And I looked in the mirror, and I didn't see Brooks anymore. <laughs> I was like, man, I don't know if he's going to be more mad that it broke his back again or if his camera broke, but he's going to try and kill me either way. So that was scary. But. No, and, the, and the movement he's was... like, keep going, keep going. <laughs> How many times did you guys take that shot? I don't know. We had, like, we had, like, five total takes of it, but... Because I think... Even like the way you moved on the bike, how you like kind of sway on it and you take the wide turn, like it's just perfect. He definitely knew how to ride a bike. That's, yeah. all Chris. that's how Chris rides. It's like you really channeled your inner uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger <laughs> on that one, on the Terminator 2. Yeah, I just like we, the bike wasn't even supposed to be a thing in the story, I don't think. I just really wanted a motorcycle shot rolling down the highway. Yeah, it worked, it fit. So. Yeah. Honestly, that's what's kind of funny. The very opening is one of the last things we really established. We already knew we wanted all these guys in a bar and everyone starts killing each other, but we're like, why? So we kind of came up with later, much later in the script, we were like, well, you know, somebody, Brooks's voice while he's doing a dab is reading the letter, actually. And he's, Trying to sound dead. In case you received this letter. That's how we talk. That really close. <laughs> I was dying. I was trying not to make noise when he was recording, and I was like, this dude, his first take, we ended up, I think first or second, we ended up using Two. it, but we yeah. lost the first one, that was the only reason. Yeah. yeah, remind me on that, on the storyline, what why, What was the letter, what was the letters talking about? I don't remember, we could play it. Uh, it was, someone sent the letters to all of the different bad guys, right? And so, oh, yeah. you're supposed to think that it's the, the, the big, 
chess playing guy, but it was actually Cassandra's character this bitch. that got them all to come there. And this bitch. So she <laughs> set the whole thing up by getting those idiots there so she could kill them all at once and take over. I see. Yeah. <laughs> Makes total sense. Total sense. Cassandra, how do you feel about killing people all the time? Feels fucking fantastic. <laughs> I love it. I have a question. When, when you guys first watched it, as judges or as people who like movies, what was your initial take on the first time you saw it? I enjoyed it. I, mean, I, I saw, I, like, little mistakes here and there, but it wasn't anything, like, to <laughs> throw me off the movie. I was fucking pumped about it, to be honest. Um, like, the black and white was executed in a really good way with the high contrast of white and black. And I think the characters all meshed really good. I really was excited about the red for the editing. Um, I remember being pretty pumped. What was that? One of the that was like in the like lineup list was like one of the first ones we watched. I think just as judges. Yeah. So like it was like the second one that came on. I think and and it got us pretty pumped to watch the rest of the films. Nice. But the rest was a letdown. <laughs> I mean, I mean the way it, the way it works, especially is, Barcelona. This all those hacks, <laughs> <laughs> shots fired. You know the guys that got all those other awards we were trying to get. You know, but. <laughs> anyone who did better than us sucks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but yeah. I mean, pretty much how that works is we just all four of us sit down in the theater and watch him repeat to the same, drink some beers, watch it. So is the alcohol. Yeah. Yeah, yeah but yeah. No, it was actually, it was the last movie we watched. We were totally wasted by that time. We were like, this movie's kick-ass. <laughs> Give them all the awards, all drunk. No, I'm just kidding. That's not how it worked. What did you guys, did you guys have family, friends over for the event, or did, did you guys miss out on tickets? I know a lot of people's families, unfortunately, missed out because we didn't have enough seats. She was here. You up? Oh. You streamed it? You didn't come? She was in your you BTS video. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Wait, what? I forgot that Cassandra was here, but he said that she was in the video that I put together. No, it's okay. No, I get it. Forgettable. No, I was... I was put me in my place. I was saying... Clarissa said she streamed it. No, you guys streamed it. Oh, I streamed it. Yeah. We oh, okay. It yeah. it was oh, okay, great. Crimson, whatever the hell you call her. Crimson chin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got that from your Instagram, so how could you blame me? Yeah, well. So what did you, you guys think about the event um, comparative last year? Event-wise, same thing, different? It was too packed. Too many people? It's too many fucking people. Mm. <laughs> At least it wasn't hot, though, right? <laughs> Yeah, it was, it was kind of warm. It was still toasty. It was still warm. It wasn't as bad people. as the first year, but we just need a bigger spot next time. Yeah. It's completely surrealistic to be in a movie theater, looking around between the films and seeing the faces that you just saw on the big screen, and seeing how filled they are with wonder to have seen themselves on the big screen, and everybody's just sort of stuff coming together, and just that culmination of all of the hard work that everybody did, and everybody winning by having their their stuff shown uh, i really get a kick out of that just seeing like all the arty all the artsy fartsy people and all the highfalutin yahoos from all over pueblo and surrounding areas getting to show off like their stuff and what they brought to the table and that's that's pretty special and i was trying to really avoid the artsy fartsy <laughs> by the way <laughs> but the red the red ryan reminded me was pretty artsy fartsy so yeah. my favorite part of the whole thing was getting to talk to people who like you saw like Chris was saying you saw their movies and then you could see their faces and like put the person to the actor or the character it's really cool some people were like complete opposites like you'd see them like I don't know super serious on screen and then they're super nice in person and then some people I remember like looking and seeing their movie and then looking at them and they're just <laughs> no emotion just, which is pretty cool too. It's cool to just see how people really were in person. 
One of my uh, favorite that I, I didn't know what to expect was uh, from another team. It was Rico's team. Uh, <laughs> I don't know the name of the she team. I'm not so sure. Uh, I actually walked out in the middle of the night out here when we were filming. And uh, I just, I was, was like. filmed here? Yeah, it was right. They were, were outside though. So, While you were filming. Yeah, they, I didn't know. I didn't even realize they weren't going to come in, so I didn't say anything. I thought they were going to come in, but um, <laughs> I walked out of the door and I just saw a mannequin on the ground with a big spotlight, and then a car ran it over. And Rico's like, "Oh my god, that was do it again, do it again." I had no idea what to expect when it was his film that came up, but it was that one was totally awesome. I love that one. Too. I, I love that one. I walked out when he was throwing the mannequin at the car to make it look like it got smoked. So. And and a lot of people asked me, like, how'd they do that? That looked pretty legit. And I was like, I don't know how they did that, but I guess now we know. Yeah. I didn't even I didn't even realize that I was in front of Wake Up. I yeah. thought that was on the bridge. That fucker used all my blood and never fucking returned me one. <laughs> oh, yeah, bro. Wait, he just we come just in. It, we? I, well, no, we weren't even finished with it yet. All of a sudden, in the middle of the night, the jug of blood disappeared. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> Oh, was and, you, you guys were using the blood? Yeah, we were gonna. We hadn't at that point yet. Yeah, and Rico and fucking took it. Ryan's like, oh, uh, somebody that works here came and got it. I was like, those motherfuckers. Which one of them? <laughs> He's like, I don't know, the goofy little Mexican guy. <laughs> <laughs> That's because I thought they were gonna come. That was why I thought they were coming back. Because he was like, can I borrow this? And I was like, yeah, sure, man. And then I never saw him again. Oh, yeah, sure, take the blood. They were right outside. They <laughs> sabotaged you guys? Yeah. Well, yeah. you guys didn't have very much blood, though, luckily, No, right? we only needed a little oh, bit. He took it. And, yeah. <laughs> so we wound up getting a little bit in a cup that was left over somewhere. Yeah. Yeah, we, I we were looking around, around for blood like crackheads. I had crack to go heads. up and down the stairs like four times with a cup of blood that I knew <laughs> I was going to trip, but I managed not to on that one. It's like if you dropped that blood, the whole scene was fucked. And so was I. <laughs> yeah. Well, chocolate sauce, you know. But it would have had to been red anyway. Yeah, because we needed it for the color. Like, we wanted it for that epic shot that you were talking about. In the could went, you could always run to Walmart and get some strawberry syrup. Yeah. In a pinch. I don't think legally we were supposed to be driving at that point because we were all also under the influence. Well, I mean, I was under the influence from the time I showed up at your house. So <laughs> David drove me, so I started long before I even got in the car. <laughs> it was a long drinking weekend for me. Yeah. Did you guys do any behind the scenes? Yeah, we had um uh, one of uh, actually Cassandra's friends that um, reached out to me on Instagram a while back. He did the behind the scenes. Unfortunately, though, he wasn't actually there when we filmed like the main like the best parts because he was able to film like when we were writing and arguing. <laughs> so he got like some cool footage, but it sucked just because of the timing. He didn't uh, he wasn't able to be there for like there was a few parts. I was like, this is gonna look awesome. Where we were grinding like. Yeah. Who the fuck hired this guy? We knew his schedule was fucked up. <laughs> Sorry, I because that your friend, but I'd have been like, you ain't fucking coming if you can't be there all three days. I oh, think, I, honestly, that was one of the biggest learning points for me. Like, everyone here mostly under, already understood, um, like, having to be there the whole time, but I didn't explicitly explain that, which I realize now is the first thing you should say, but I figured it was implied, I guess. It just, in my mind, that's what you do, but... Yeah, for him it was the first time doing it, so he's like, "Sorry, I gotta go." So he got some cool alley shot behind the scenes, but um, aside from that, he wasn't there when we were filming like here doing the bar and stuff like that. Yeah, because that's yeah, that's when the real work started for sure. The alley was like the first thing we did, basically, wasn't it? Second. Yeah, and the roof was the other. Um, yeah, we did that as soon as we got back from the alley because that was getting cold. Yeah, I was getting kind of rough. I felt his. I know you were you were hurt. Yeah, I was too, up on top. He had me up on top of a ladder on top of the roof. So like, I don't like heights for one. For two, I was freezing my ass off. <laughs> we just couldn't get the shot to work. I kind of popped off a few times on accident, but. <laughs> you lost your shit, Bruce. A little bit. Yeah. Was, All right, can we get this done? Can we get it done? We're like between. <laughs> Moving. <laughs> so, is there any strategies or? Like, you've done this twice now. I'm assuming you're going to do it a third time. Like, is there has, is there game plans developing? Like, like this is how we're going to roll next time or anything like that? Um, yeah, I think personally assembling a team is something that I I think I want to try and continue to build on, on that process because I genuinely do like, from David, I kind of saw the approach of uh, – of like just handpicking a team because it's like I got I got a lot of responses initially when I had said who wants to join and 
naturally a lot of stuff will fall through because it's so many months in advance. But that's where I think like having people you know personally that you've worked with and reaching out to them ahead of time saying like, all right, now I know that you know that this, it's fun, but you know, it sucks. At the same time, there are moments where you're going to be tired. Like, are you willing to commit to that? But you have people you already know can commit to that. And I think picking a team that way and then assembling it and probably just getting or meeting up ahead of time a little bit. I think we, we did, actually did that and we watched, uh, well, not everyone was able to make it, obviously, but we watched Bloodsport, I think. But we got together and watched this pretty funny, like, corny horror movie and just kind of hung out and it kind of yeah, started. It wasn't like, Bloodsport. Or no, I, yeah, I mixed it up. We were supposed was, to watch yeah, Bloodsport. Yeah, we thought we were watching Bloodsport. Yeah. We showed up thinking we're watching a Van Damme movie. <laughs> Yeah. And we walk into just the worst movie I've ever watched <laughs> in my fucking life. Well, I brought my little at the time because you were like, we're watching Bloodsport. I'm like, yeah, he can handle Van Damme. Instead, you get like the Thanksgiving murder spree killer with bare boobs and people getting <laughs> chucked. Like, eh. So don't tell your mom. But <laughs> This is a conversation for another point when you're older. I think you were just trying to set the bar really low for our film. Just like, these are all the characteristics we want in the film right here. Exactly. Boobs, turkey, killing. He goes, last time was Christmas, this time's going to be Thanksgiving, I know it. <laughs> I called it and then I missed it because the line was, uh, if you stay, you'll die. Right. Right? Which we almost didn't include we in our film because, yeah, I think you, Chris or AJ pointed out, or a few people actually at the same time were like, we don't have the line in the film because I was rewriting it to where it was going to show up later and then I forgot to put it in later because we already filmed the later part. And I was like, wait, we didn't put it in there. And we're, oh, yeah, no, we should say it right now. So. Yep, we literally just were like, well, it's going in right now. <laughs> Shit. So what, what about that? Was there like, did you guys anticipate like theories on, oh, I hope I get this genre or I think there might be this type of character or you guys just kind of said, I mean, we'll wait and see. I was hoping for a gangster film, but it still wound up kind of coming close to that, so I was cool with it. I just wanted to kill more people, and I got to do that, so I was happy with it. I just kind of, whenever I film with Ryan or David, I mean Chavez, sorry, Chavez. He, this is a professional setting. Ish. Ish. Chavez and, do I have to call you Doll now? No. Doll? Doll. <laughs> doll and Chavez. I just kind of like. Doll production. So were you hoping for horror then? I was honestly, I, I don't really think I knew like horror or like crime or something like that where there was gonna be blood. I was like, yeah, that sounds fun. I was cool with it. Musical. Yep, that's exactly what I was gonna say. As long as it wasn't musical, I seriously told Ryan if we drew musical and he didn't ask for another one, I was gonna fucking quit. <laughs> yeah, I was aware. No, that was that was off the table. Except I knew somewhere in my head, I knew if we got it. That we would have miraculously, by some weird coincidence, gotten musical western or musical something else with musical. Which he still, still did to the first somebody. Person got it. Yeah. Even though the they drew something else, motherfucker. He's, he he, did, he was so excited. Years. He was so excited to say that he didn't. He he seen the one and he just kept reading what he thought he wanted to read. Yeah, pretty much. Well, did you see Rico's reaction when he pulled musical? No, he's like, oh, fuck. <laughs> Like, I think we have that on camera. We did it on live yeah, that I think day. He but took off right. As soon as he pulled, he was like, fuck, no, no. And it's like someone died. Well, that's the thing is, it's, it's musical. musical slash western. And that doesn't mean you have to make a musical western. But the people that made a musical western and did an awesome job with it didn't know that it didn't, but yeah. They, no, they did. No, so, they did. So they decided they, to do they got a no. So they got a gangster film, yeah. and then they chose to have... Um, to turn it in for what do you call it? What do you call that? What wild card? Wild card. Uh, so they chose for a wild card, and Chavez has been waiting his entire life to give someone <laughs> a sci-fi western musical. Yeah, so and that's you have what to they combine got. all three. You has to. Yeah, that's what they did. Yeah. But she was happy. <laughs> when she heard it, Tabitha was like, "Yes!" And they did an excellent uh, job uh, on that thing. Uh, yeah, they killed it. It was sci-fi. It was western, and it was definitely musical. So. Tabitha, if you're watching this right now, I want you to know I love you, baby. Please come back. I miss you. Please. Let's be honest. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And it's definitely cool. Like, like, how do you guys feel about now that you've done this second year? It also has a different experience of seeing, 
like everyone else that's on other teams that you haven't worked with, but also seeing them improve and evolve, grow their team and try new things. And like, I think that's the coolest part for me. My team wasn't even in it, so. That's true. What do you mean? Well, Ben was there. Well, yeah, he was on his own oh, team. Oh, because you're on a, like, yeah, a wake-up squad. Yeah, we all wound up splitting up. Yeah, everybody split up. It's kind of funny. There was, like, a small, small – there was, like, the instinctive, like, damn, my film is no longer, be- like, the best one because I started watching him and I was like, son of a bitch, these are good. Like, because I was comparing to the year before, I was like, this is going to really, like, this is going to win everything. And then I started seeing other films and I was like, fuck, these are good. Like, yeah, that's how me and Jacob – Which was awesome, though. Me and Jacob were like, oh, shit, these keep coming in and they're fucking good. And I was like, all right. Like, shit's getting fucking serious. <laughs> you wanna, I wanted to mention this, but I had this glorious idea that Brooks absolutely hated mm. – of, because uh, I, I mean, I feel like you're obligated to watch everything submitted no matter how good or bad it was. And you know how the typical cliche opening of, a, of an alarm clock going off and you have to like, you're like, oh God, I don't want to sit through this. What I was going to do was an eight minute video of just that and the person never turns it off and they just roll around and they almost do it and then they roll around. And I wanted to just send that in just so you'd be like, what the fuck? And then I would send the real one in and you'd be like, okay. But then I didn't know. We would have disqualified you. You would have definitely been disqualified. Do not do that. You will definitely be disqualified. I was like, dude, we could film this in eight minutes. We don't have to. We could just do it. Because Ryan would have been like, no, they're my friends. They're cool. And then we'd be like, nah, fuck you, Ryan. (laughs) He doesn't realize that (laughs) editing that would have taken like eight hours. I would have hated that. Or yeah. just no edit. I mean, I'm just saying, just raw, just send the footage, just send not even Just try. raw dog that <laughs> shit. Yeah, I'd have been pissed if we'd have lost for that. <laughs> <laughs> no, so, yeah, what was your guys' favorites? What, what would you say? Let's just go down the line. What was your favorite of all the contestants? Um, what, would you, what would you vote best film? No, you're not you're, from this. You're not even here. Clarissa's is behind the scenes over here. Yeah. That giggling you randomly hear is her. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know. Chris is really thinking it through. Okay, so of course Barcelona was awesome. Those yeah, guys, no kidding. Uh, the one about the girl learning to forgive the guy who killed her brother in a drunk driving accident, that that one really transcended to me. That I get that with the feels. What was that one, Rust? Rusted. Rusted, yeah. rusted, right. The weed comedy was hilarious. Yeah, the weed one was great. And uh, <laughs> that, that one with the old guy and the, the phone, the guy that ended up right. winning for best actor, he was really, like, that was a really, really great story. Yeah. And the best thing about it was I didn't see it coming. That You're talking about the, like, the scam caller guy? Yeah, the scam caller okay. guy. I forget the name of the... Yeah, that was uh, Jared Young's did. team. The Youngins or something. The Youngs. Young Youngs. Bloods. Cool. Yeah. Sandra? Do I have to lean forward for you to hear me? You kind of yeah, do. You kind of do? Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, like Chris was saying, I love the scammer one. Um, I also loved the weed comedy one. The Barcelona team was insane. They did such a good job. Phenomenal. Uh, as soon as I saw their movie, I was like, we're fucked. I honestly gave up on like best cinematography and everything. It was like, it wasn't even like long into the Shit. film. It was like the first like few seconds. I was like, all right. That's cool. We're done. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Same. Same, yeah. As soon as I seen that one, I was like, Was well, that like the, towards the end or what was the order? That was towards the end. They were one of yeah, the last like from the beginning, I was like, hands down, I'm winning best cinematography. Like, I'm going to do it. I'm, it's the only reason I'm here today. <laughs> and then I seen that, I was like, son of a bitch, I'm going home. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, um... I mean, you guys named, like, most of the, the really heavy hitters. Like, again, like, Barcelona. Like, honestly, I rewatched it a little bit later, too, and I was like, damn, that was just amazing, like, the editing and everything. But um, I think an honorable mention for the hype that came up with it was Tyler's movie because I genuinely was like, what in the hell am I about to see right now? Because I heard there was, like, 40 shirtless guys and there was this <laughs> wrestling pit and the star came in, and I was like, what is this going to be? So by the time I watched it, I was like, okay, yeah, that was something. Like, that was a Confusing. such a funny and random movie. <laughs> and uh, I could see that you looked at Tyler when you won the best cinematography because you were telling me, like, yeah. the, the competition. Yeah, you guys yeah. were dogging each other a little bit. Yeah, well, yeah, well, yeah, I showed up at the bar, and he's, like, just sticking it in my face. He's like, yeah, I did all this, 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 and this. I was like, you're going to be pissed when I beat you, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I forget what that movie was called, but the old shirtless Viking going completely yeah. berserk. <laughs> like that shot for me of him just screaming 
was like the high point of the festival. I was like, wow, that, that guy really, and everybody, the whole theater went nuts. You know, this old guy with his shirt off, <laughs> not the thinnest guy on the planet, he's, screaming he's, and swinging his... That's, uh, um, I, don't, I don't know his name, but he's... He's fighting and he's in the middle and he's like, yeah, like oh the old guy with the white hair. Yeah, 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 and I and I heard from Tyler that that was like a last minute. He was he heard that they were making a movie and they're like, yeah, fuck it, you want to get in? Then let's get in here. And he came out with like the most memorable shot. Everyone remembers that scene. Yeah, that's all I got for that. That's all we got. Ricos. Clarissa likes Rico's film. I love that one too. When I saw that one, he was actually, you know, a funny story about Rico. Um, we previewed your guys' film, and Rico was interning here at the time. And he like didn't want to see it, but then he went and looked, and, and he seen it, and he was like, fuck. He's like, I'm so fucked. Fuck. He's like, I'm losing. He, like, <laughs> he left work. Yeah, he left work. Yeah, he left yeah. for the day. Yeah. He's like, I don't even want it to play anymore. And I'm like, no, bro, I love your film. Like, like You hadn't seen this movie yet. We hadn't seen it yet. I think I, I'm no, pretty sure I saw had, it. We hadn't seen no, it yet. No, you and hadn't he, seen it. And then we had to yet. find the thumb drive, because we thought he, he took it with him. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then yeah. we saw him. We're like, oh, shit, this is pretty good. Yeah. yeah. I was impressed. Yeah. Which one was that? It was the zombie film. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> that was good. Yeah. <laughs> My favorite thing was when they came in to get the blood. At that point, we were all, it was pretty late. I think we had reached delirium, like sleep um, deprivation. And I was spitting on a swivel chair. I remember that vividly. Spitting on a swivel chair, and I saw a bunch of, like, what looked like younger people coming up to the door, <laughs> like, hey, <laughs> like, we're just coming in. And I was like, okay, <laughs> cool. <laughs> I didn't know that they worked there. I didn't know that. You're just letting random like, people in. Yeah. I figured that. You guys could never use this facility <laughs> ever again. <laughs> yeah. But I like for a second I was like, do they think this is a bar? Are they lost? What's going on? And then I don't think I let them in, but I think someone else let them in. I was like, they're cool then, I guess. Ryan did apparently. Yeah, Ryan yeah. got them. I think um, speaking like in the delirium phase too. I think who uh, probably got it the worst was Davin, and that was before he started editing. We've been sent him home for a hefty nap too. We're like, bro, we're gonna need you later. You just you, you go on and we'll do our thing. We were doing a few takes that like everybody got it right. It was just going well and all it had to do was like the last two seconds and he's like <laughs> and just dropped the thing and he was like, My bad guys and he was oh. like his eyes were gone. Wait, he dropped like, what? He dropped the, the mic. He was uh, holding the boom mic. He, he fell just, asleep standing up. He I don't know what he was doing, but he was off. I mean he yeah. he like started looking around all crazy and the first He was shot, falling he asleep standing up. Like And he would just start laughing after when he'd wake up. He's like, Ha ah, ha, my bad, my bad and I was like, Man, you, you get some sleep, man. That's great. Yeah, I don't know. The editing he was like he was back on it, but just the night before it was just yeah, funny. Yeah. we How long did we edit? That was because you and I started piecing it together before you showed up, and then him and I finished piecing it together, and we, then I started color grading. We started at eight in the morning, and we finished like four the next morning, I think. Yeah, it was it was a hefty haul. I didn't sleep at all pretty much from the time I got to your house. I took like that three hour nap, and that was it. And the, he was you talked about the actors too. I remember you were like, all these actors were saying they're tired, and look at us, twelve hours later. Bitches or something. <laughs> <laughs> I will say I feel bad whenever I come and film with you guys because, like, David, director, comes up with a bunch, well, all the ideas, basically, with the help of the team. Jacob, you know, he's just there to look pretty, like I said before. Ryan, he comes up with a lot of great ideas if he wasn't directing, which for our film he was, um, or writing. Um, you know, Brooks, he just holds a camera. He doesn't really do anything special. Um, and then Chris also he comes with a lot of the ideas and he helps a lot of the writing and I'm just kind of there I'm like alright guys waking you up when you want to start filming and then go take a power nap I wish I could be more help to you guys because there's this is such a talented team group of people but I'm just kind of here so take that as you will and the light just turned off on you like nope we ain't giving a spotlight any longer <laughs> I said stop talking now <laughs> <laughs> so what's uh, what's new in your guys' world? What's uh, any film work coming up or anything creative? 
Yeah, we're gonna have Ryan help us with a music video. It's uh, it's actually a different video now. There's two of them, but it could ours. Mine's gonna be the sequel to that. To yeah, that he wants you shirtless on a fucking bowl, bro. What? No. <laughs> he was telling that me about. Funny. No, he was he's, telling me about. He that. wants to make a music video where I'm like picking up some ex-girlfriend's mom. No, 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 no. So it's gonna be the most country-ass song you're ever gonna hear. It's a shotgun wedding until the the mother-in-law or about to be mother-in-law, whatever, shows up and she's just got a fatty. I mean, she's just. Shit's there, and he runs off with her at the wedding, and he's just not even—he's like not even ashamed of it. Now his son's gonna be his grandson, like he don't give a fuck. But it's Brooks. Only it's Brooks so could straight up do that. Well, he'd be like basically <laughs> playing his own self. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Brooks does that every weekend. Yeah. It's so. He goes to the hoedowns. <laughs> huh? You go to the hoedowns every weekend? No. Looking for down hoes at the hoedown. <laughs> <laughs> So no, so so Ryan's doing a musical with Brooks shirtless on a bull. Yeah, sure, we'll go with that. And then uh, there's also another upcoming horror movie now that we're working on that's been a long time coming because it went from a short to a long. So <laughs> it's going to be now a full-length movie. Um, so we've extended that a lot, and that script is um, it's coming. <laughs> and uh, it's just uh, a little bit haunting. But um, <laughs> Can you tell us about it or no? No. Let's no. not talk about it yet. All right. Nah, let's <laughs> not talk about it yet. Certain people know, but yeah. <clears throat> Rixie? I don't know. It's the surest way to make sure that something major is going to fall apart on your project is if you start bragging about what you're going to do. Oh, yeah, I don't tell anybody what I'm doing. Yeah, they could see the trailer. <laughs> There's also... The surest way to make sure that your project isn't going to happen if you start bragging about what you're going to do. So, yeah, I got a, an idea, and I got a couple of really, really gullible people that I'm trying to rope into helping me with it, and hopefully they say yes, but, you know, we'll see. Are you going to do that 48 hours still? Well, it's tomorrow. I'd get the, the, the genre and all that, like, in a couple hours. Don't have a team. I think Brooks is down. Ish. Yeah, he's down. And uh, <laughs> you get, Sandra, uh, you you get a team. Be, I'm always down. She's down. That's I'm bullshit. The whole that's down. This weekend, starting tomorrow. Starting, do we have to film tomorrow? Well, we'll probably do like concept, <laughs> concepting tomorrow and then film sometime. It's a 48, right? It's a 48, so it's a lot tighter than 72. <laughs> And if I can be there, I'll be there. I got work. But, but you just said you're always down. That's, I'm always that's down. Not you know a, what? I'm quitting. That's not a good enough answer to enter. <laughs> I might fucking do like uh, that one that one contestant we had the first year and just do it all by myself. On your phone? Yeah. He swears by that iPhone. Stress my own self out. Blair Witch product? Blair Witch. Black Witch. It's like a vlog style film. Pull it off. We'll see. We'll see. See how I feel. Tomorrow's the last day for registration at a certain time. Honestly, I think it's tonight. No, I checked. It's tomorrow. That's one more. We'll see. Or maybe I'll just go up there and jump on someone's team. I don't know. Sure. Sandra, what are you doing? Um, I have. I'm scheduled to work. No, I mean like. Creative <laughs> <laughs> life. What are you doing? Oh, oh, oh. I'm you know, glad I you got a job. Like yeah. in life. In life. Um, in life. Philosophically. Not much right now. I would like to get more into acting. I just, like, I, I'm, I sound like a broken record, but I just don't really know how to get into it. I know I need it. I mean, um, Ryan was awesome enough to put together a reel for me of some of the few things I have been involved in. And then I have a photographer friend who offered to do some headshots for me. So I might do that. And then, I don't know, get involved. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. Well, here's... Well, here's not a it's not a bad spot to start. So I mean, you've always got some kind of work here, especially him always roping everyone into projects. I know I get like a message occasionally from David. It's like, so we're filming, um, and it's always it's never like a few days. It's like we're doing it this weekend, forty eight hours, no one's sleeping. I'm like, all right, okay, sounds fun. <laughs> That's all the message entails too. Yeah. yeah. He's like, you don't need to know about the actual movie. <laughs> yeah. what you're going to be doing, just show up. He's usually like, I don't even know if you're going to act in it. You yeah. just have to well, be that's there. that's not true. That when I thought of the screen promo, the first person I thought of was you, and I called you right away. 
That's you true. had like a two week notice for that That's one. That's true. That one, he, I knew what was going on exactly, and I got some time to like do some research. Everything else though, and I'm not complaining. I actually enjoy like showing up and then finding out what's going on. It's a lot of fun. But everything else has just kind of been like, it's kind of come. We'll see what's going on. And I'm like, all right, sounds fun. And it, it is. It's always been fun. So. I like to wait for the good looking and talented people to like really screw up, and then the production is ready to lower their standards. And that's when I just come in and sweep it up. <laughs> well, we have a 48-hour film project to start tomorrow, so. <laughs> and all the good-looking talent is not. <laughs> so no one's down. All right. Cool. Yeah. You, can do it. you can do it. Yeah, I believe in you. Yeah, well, you know, $200 entry fee. That's a hefty price to... $200 entry fee, you know, and we get complaints about our fee. If you uh, if you enter that and win anything after Max Out didn't, though, I mean, I'm going to be really that upset. Would, that, that would, would actually hurt. be legit. I think Travis might actually, like, off himself. I don't know. No, that would be I'd go scary. kill the, the... Never mind. <laughs> Why? Because my, my film's just definitely not going to be better than Maxed Out? You have I a hope team of is. 12 people? I, I hope mean, it is. Should, uh, it's yeah, going to be I mean, amazing. Everything you do touch is really amazing. I got the support, see. I was in maxed out too, you know. <laughs> you, actually, you, you, uh, you died twice, right? No, you only... I died twice. You, so you twice. only died once, technically. Well, yeah, he got up the first were, time and started shooting, did, yeah. Did you kill him? <laughs> I died yeah. twice in different time periods. Yeah. yeah. Same day. You wrote that. <laughs> I never... <laughs> I never actually remember what I write though because it goes through so many rewrites and I don't actually remember the end product and I know Chavez hates it too because he's like, no, dude, we said we were going to do this. And I'm like, we did, yeah, I forgot about that part. But it's uh, it's kind of the funny part. Everyone's like, you wrote it, you remember it. And I'm like, no, I actually don't at all. Sorry, I'm spaced out. I'm thinking of like people I could recruit. I'm about to hit up Rico. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, Chavez been kind of quiet over here bro I'm stoned are you really yeah. <laughs> well you could have at least done it on the show so they'd be entertaining a little bit you know that was good is that, <laughs> that was good what'd you smoke what's it uh, called Brooks's wax <laughs> Brooks's wax yeah yeah I got a habit of making people do things they shouldn't we need a sponsorship from a weed company so we could supply weed oh <laughs> Curse is like you guys want some weed <laughs> Alright, well. Well, I guess that sounds like that's about it. Yeah, well, we were supposed to watch a film, but you guys kind of broke it down piece by piece, so if you want to watch their film. Oh, no, we should YouTube. just play it in the, in the end of this. Or at least the first three minutes. Yeah. I mean, after I'm dead, you can just stop. <laughs> Maybe we'll just play it. Yeah, here, watch oh, the yeah, movie. Let's watch it. Yeah. Let's get live commentary. Like forever ago. Porn. Is that a fake accent? Yeah. Porn. Yeah. It was a really good accent. So you guys did cut using the tile floor. Yeah. Well, I'll show you. No, that was the accent. That was the chessboard, bro. Yeah, that was the chessboard. No, that's, but he was saying that the idea was to use the tile floor in the we kitchen. We used it at the end. Yeah. At the end, it was the floor. Where's that located? It's right there at the front of Wake Up. Oh, nice. You can see it yeah. the that metal door, and then that's the that's the little bar room again. Same spot that he was in, or that we were in for the rest of the film. Good job. And that's him with the dab in his mouth still. I think that's from Lord of the Rings or some shit. I don't even. Yeah, know. that was the that was the map of Mordor. <laughs> I thought so. I was like, I was like, that's from Lord of the Rings. It's a coffee sweetener, and it tastes like shit. <laughs> Chris plays a, a drug, um, a drugged up thug a little bit too well, in my opinion. Right there, did you pull into the Grove? Yep, that was the Grove. Yeah. We used the Grove because we didn't have anybody to get a hold of. I was like, that place is closed. So I don't got to worry about it. I had to learn to ride a motorcycle in like 15 minutes. I'd never done it before. Are you being serious? No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
Oh yeah, and his hair was already red, and he busted out. Yeah, I was I was kind of sad about that when I showed up. I was like, bro, seriously, the one time I want to do something with red, and your hair's got to be red. <laughs> the drink is red too, ironically, which because uh, they're all poisoned. Uh, yeah, it worked out that yeah. way. Yeah. yeah, we'll say that totally intentional. Yeah, very intentional. Is this like set in New York or like Brooklyn, New York or something like that? I think we all just kind of ran that. <laughs> and when we even like the Plurthlings, the people that had that other movie, we threw up some of their posters in the back. Oh, yeah. yeah he, he, he noticed it too. He told me about it when we were leaving. Shut up, you morons. Break it up. I'm putting you both out of your misery. Steven, they were just goofing. Steven. Don't mess with me, Francine. That's an awesome gun, but it looks like a toy. It is a gun. It's real? And when I come back, I'm getting my cut of the massive arsenal that we had on set. Good. So does it say at any point like that they're all there for something? Yeah, the, pretty much the letter at the beginning, but I know it was like brief compared to the long, the longer explanations and narrations and the rest of it. But we didn't even include it in the narration. It was just that letter was the main Because he's like, I'm taking my cut. That's what he's talking about. Yeah. They're always catching off guard. Watch it from back, sides. We told him not to, but he actually pissed right here. He just wouldn't. Wouldn't stop. Any excuse for his See how close I had to get to him for that shot, too? It was weird. You could pee all over my shoes. Brooks demanded that I go full Monty with that. He wasn't <laughs> having it any other way. Mr. Regal? Anything for you? Yeah, that would be nice, Brooks. Like, I was hiding between a trash can, a wall, and a dude peeing. That's not the first time it's happened in that alley, either. <laughs> then there's the man. I'm going for smoke. I love this dialogue about like the different characters of the chessboard. Good shit. Yeah, Chris too helped me because I didn't actually know the chess pieces before. So he was like helping me write it out. He's like, here's kind of how it moves. I knew how they moved, but I didn't know honestly most of them. This shadow shot was also very uh, long process for sure. That's when he was up on the ladder and everything, like right here. Mm -hmm. What happened there? Um, well, she was supposed to, like, try to kill him, and it wasn't quite working out. Well, no, she was trying to kill him, but she'd already been poisoned at that point. Yeah. So she, by uh, the bartender, so she coughs up the blood, and then he goes back in. Everyone had been poisoned. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. Hey, come join me, honey. I love that floor. shot. <laughs> I love that shot. That's, the, that's where the floor came in. And then it's at the very end credits, too. So, like the day we've had today. I have a lot less regulars than I did this morning. Now, that is the Damn audio right here. That was the. We lost the, the boom audio. That was when David was falling asleep. <laughs> He did a great job, by the way. Everybody did. Finding music for this was not easy either. Yeah, it's found a good, good There's something that I hate about watching me close up putting on lipstick. Well, the alternate ending was pretty solid, I think, where... Um, I do not hate that. Where I did it. <laughs> I do not hate watching that. Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> I do that anytime you want. There's an outtake of him doing there's, the exact there's, same there's shit. A, there's Everyone was so mad. Not mad, but it was like tired, flustered. We're done filming. Christ, can we go home? And I was like, you know, I'll make you, you guys feel a lot better. I'll just, I'll, re, I'll do the take myself. And then I did the same exact thing. I set the line and everything. It was, it didn't make it into the film. Though. Mm -hmm. We need that. Yeah. Had to raise the morale. Just so everyone Woohoo! All right. Good job.
Hey, la- lastly, let's get um, if if you want anyway, uh, tag up your uh, Instagram handles. Oh yeah. Better call doll, B A H L, and there's underscores between the better and the call and the doll. Better get it right. Uh, Brooks Forsyth underscore edits. <laughs> nice. Well, hey, if they want to email you for a roll or something, where do they get you at? Did you say white stuff? All right, that's that's all we got today. Um, this has been the Kick-Ass Podcast. Uh, looking forward to seeing you guys soon. And by the way, we still have um, the film Flickomania is out now on Film Freeway. If you want to put in your your film for a, a possible award at our meet and greet for the next seventy-two-hour Kick-Ass Film Fest. Go ahead and hit up filmfreeway.com and look up Flickomania or Kick-Ass Film Festivals. And uh, that's that's all we got. Anything from you, Chavez? That's it. All right, we'll see the next team soon. Who we got?